Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm hype, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had to get that nigga some yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of, it was kind of quiet in here, B. You know why I was quiet? Cause the more I look at my weed, is the more I wonder about you. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't I wonder about you. I look, I looked at my bag just now. Don't do that. Don't I wonder do that. about you. I catch you touching my shit again. I'm gonna whoop your monkey ass. You're not gonna do nothing. Anyway, you, look, look, look. You're not anyway, gonna do nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yeah, let's go. Children of all ages. If you've been smoking rock or under a rock, you now tuned into the Personal Party Podcast. Cheer. Shit. Followed by the wackest ad lib in the game. That's a fact, he though. Doubled up on the wackest ad lib. Uh huh. Well, we got some Harlem in the building, though. I mean, we always yeah, got yeah. some. You know, we always got some cool uptown shit going on. Uh-huh. But today, I have the honor, the pleasure of talking to somebody that I came up watching and admiring from afar. Even though I was kind of right there in plain sight, just learning. You <laughs> Talk know what about I mean? It. A true Harlem wordsmith mm. to the core. Mm. You know what I mean? Action and an amazing uh, songwriter, as far as not just for him, for others as mm. well. Mm. You know what I mean? We're going to get into a little bit of that too. But we got my motherfucking brother, Bath Game. <laughs> Talk to him. Good, was good, y'all. Was good, was good, bro. He was good. Come on, man. It's you been, know, it's been long overdue. Yes, you know man. I mean? It's an honor to be here, bro. A lot, of, um, a lot of, a lot of our um, mutual Harlem niggas already been in my DMs, hitting me like, yo, mm. you got, you gotta have bath up there. Mm, you gotta mm, get bath up there. Mm. And I'm like, nah, this, this is gonna happen. Like, it's already, <laughs> it's already in the works, but. Mm-hmm. My nigga Bath, man. Yo. Hattonville right there, B. You already. You feel me? 33rd and Amps. DeVille. Shout out to Streets the Block, because Streets used to always talk about you back in the day. That's my nigga. That's, yeah. that's, that's my young boy. That's my little bro right mm-hmm. there. You know Shout what out saying? to Streets the Block. We went to the Dice together. Oh, word? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why I met Streets. I met Streets in the Dice battling. Yeah, Our yeah, formal introduction monster. was battling. He was talking shit. Yo, 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 I'll burn you, da, 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 da. Then we went at it, and then we was friends ever since. Yeah, that's a good nigga. He a good nigga, since. man. Yeah, that's that's my he brother. A good nigga, right solid nigga, man. Solid I fuck with that nigga. Yeah, word, but and he get busy. Facts. Yeah. Facts. 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 Yeah. Shout out to Streets the Block, wherever he had in the world. That's my nigga. And niggas bro. don't know bad history though. Nah, but I do. Talk, talk to him. You know what I mean? But I do. That's why he's here. That's why he's here. Yes, sir. But you know what I mean? I want to go back to the Enigma days. Like mm. he was talking about. Before the cameras started rolling, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm a, I'm a re get everybody else up to speed because me and copy, you already copy. started busting right, it up, right, right? right? So, this is from Smoke Dizzard's POV. Mm. So, I discovered Bathgate from another fellow Harlem artist that goes by the name of T Rex. Mm. Right? Let me shout out to my nigga Bath, right? legend. So, so coming up. Um, for me, my early beginnings of rapping was around Rex, was mm. around Nim, was around Mook, 
You know, mm-hmm. we all from the same area. We've mm-hmm. known each other since we were seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. So that's always mm-hmm. been our thing, right? So my first engagement with the studio was with T-Rex. Mm-hmm. He was the first person to take me to a studio. Wow. Which happened to be Ron Browse's crib mm-hmm. and his studio crib set up. And my first um, structured... Um, introduction to rap was over a Ron Brown's beat in Ron Brown's studio mm. from T Rex. Right. Dang. So that's, so, that's classic. crazy, that's right? Crazy, that's right? crazy. A lot that's of crazy. a lot of people don't know that, but Shout I don't even I don't even know if Brown's or Rex even remember that. But I'm mm. sure when they hear this, they're gonna be like, "Wow, that happened." Mm-hmm. Right. So fast forward, you know, being around Rex at that time, Rex was the quintessential young rapper yeah. in our neighborhood. Right. 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 And he was. Top shelf, mm-hmm. you know definitely, what I mean. So definitely. anybody that rap, the the I'm going to get Rex. Going to get Rex, was, and you had to spar with and Rex. And you had to spar with. If Rex. you was nice, you, you if you was nice, you had you definitely spar with Rex at some point. In time. You had to had whether to. whether you was an ally or an enemy. It didn't matter, and it, it didn't, didn't matter, matter who where you thought you was yet in the game. Like it didn't even matter. Like you know, I remember when my man, um, I remember one time on A Five and my man Julo. Was outside of um, Fella Magazine, mm. and I came over there with my with my boy Fats, and we chilling over there with them. And I don't know how they gassed it, but they they gassed it, and Rex got hot. Like what? Me and Bath already did it, but we'll do it again. I'm like, we well, let's do it again. And like, and they came to the, <laughs> now we just finished laughing and joking, and it came to a point where it was like. Well, nigga, I fight. Well, nigga, I fight too. Like that's yeah. that's Rex that's though. So I, yeah. I love that nigga for that because that's always gonna be my nigga, but. He, you had to spar with Rex if you was nice, and he wasn't gonna really just let niggas try to gas it and make it seem like he wasn't the, the, the nigga. Like so, I wasn't gonna let nobody tell me that I wasn't a flamer. You know what I'm saying? That I wasn't a spitter like niggas that felt like they could fuck with me. It was like you know, at the end of the day, it was like, all right, well, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We here, Facts. everybody here. We're gonna talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? But Facts. yeah, I fuck with Rex. Man. Shout out to my and, nigga. You know he was a compet. Well, he is a competitor to the core. Yeah, to the core. Right. The core. So you know, fast forward me being in different circles and different you know settings with Rex, mm-hmm. just soaking shit up and learning because I always say I was the wackest one out of everybody. Mm. That's just my POV because I always wanted to be better. So even mm. if niggas felt otherwise, that's how I felt. That was the chip I always wore on my shoulder. So mm. it made me work extra harder. Mm-hmm. And I still carry that right now, not for maybe that crowd, but mm-hmm. for different crowds. Just middle my, child syndrome shit. No, I'm the I'm the oldest, <laughs> not, but it, it you was are. you know it was just the chip for my motivation, mm-hmm. my personal steroid boost. So anyway, mm-hmm. so. Me being around Rex and being in different settings and learning, so now we end up on 109th in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. right? Um, cat by the name of Aunt Lava. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Aunt Lava, right? man. <laughs> Shout out to my nigga Aunt Lava. Right? So Aunt Lava, amazing producer. You know what I mean? Super dope. Um, super dope. And at the time, I'm still learning shit. So mm-hmm. it went from browse to lava. So now mm-hmm. I'm learning different sounds mm-hmm. and I'm learning different who producers. do what, mm-hmm. right? And what artists come with these people. Because mm-hmm. with browse, you had Rex and Big L. Right. Right? So right. that that's what I learned from browse. So now I'm over at Ant Lava's, mm-hmm. Enigma, mm-hmm. and it's Bathgate. Right. Right? And Lava fucked with my, my old manager. John, oh, John, John, bro. John was yeah. my John. Start John and G started Enigma. John G and hip hop. Right. 
Oh. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. So, or matter of fact, I got that wrong. G and hip hop started Enigma, but John was managing Jewels and my man Malik from uptown. They had the draft picks. Mm -hmm. And picks, me, me and Malik went the graphics together. Shout out to John, man. So when we was in high school, niggas knew I got busy, Malik got busy. So Malik was like, yo, I'm fucking with this nigga, my man Jewels, whatever. I, he, he was calling him Jules. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo. And I got a manager, boom, boom. We about to get a deal with uh, Priority. I'm like, worry about to get a deal. We in this is like fourth period lunch where everybody went to when we cut cut class, right? This is the first first uh, first lunch period, and I remember him telling me that. So I used to go uptown 151st in Amsterdam, and that's when I met Jewels and I met uh, Uncasa, who was also my my man Butter's cousin. So shout out to Casa. I shout out to Casa. That's my man. So we was just you know we would all be around me, Gritty, all of us would be in the in the just just sparring, just you know ciphering all that, and then um. I met John Gatto, John, through them niggas, and he was like, yo, I want to fuck with you. Like, you, you know, I'm, when I get this deal situated, I'm going to come fuck with you. And then during that time, John's man, Brandon, who used to be, I don't want to describe nothing else because I don't want to incriminate him, but mm -hmm. Brandon used to do his thing. Mm -hmm. I used to hustle for Brandon when I was young, 14, 15, 16 years old. Gotcha. So that was another connection. So it was like, you know what I mean? Boom. He's like, oh, you know Brandon? I'm like, Brandon, like, nigga, I used to, I know this nigga since he was like 13 years old. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I got connected with John. So once John seen that, I, Brandon vouched for me and Joel's and niggas like, yeah, you got to go fuck with Bath. That was it. It was like, all right, I got you. I'm going to take you under the wing. We got this deal with priority. And we're going to start shopping you around. And that's when everything started happening. Just like that. Guys. Just like that. Yeah, nah. John used to have you up in Dykeman. Everywhere. Everywhere. We pretty much came through the same ringer. Like, same the same system. Like, we we you know we would go to different blocks. We would battle niggas. We would, we would cipher with niggas. And... And then that's how you got your buzz. It was like that at first, you know what I'm saying? Before, like... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. You know, everything, you know, like, even battling was not even as big in you know, giant as big as how niggas made it, you know what I'm saying, today, like, niggas turned that shit into, like, fucking a whole league, like, Facts. that shit is, like, its own wrestling shit, like, Facts. that shit is Facts. fire, you know Facts. what I'm saying, but mm -hmm. niggas figured out a way to capitalize off that shit, but back in the day, we just had ciphers, we would meet in front of Apollo, in front of Mark 125, after or whatever, school. but after school, so this is just straight, these niggas, we getting busy after high, this is high school during that time, like, you know what I'm saying, so... The niggas was getting busy. So, so the priority situation, what year was this, 99? That was not. The priority situation was like 97, 98. Shit. Yeah, 97, 98. Damn, it's right bro. before. Damn, my nigga. I got my, my nigga. nigga. For real, my nigga. Damn, I said 99 because 99 was kind of like, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting in this, mm. but I got signed. Outside, I got but... signed in 99. Right. Okay. I got signed. Okay, okay, okay. So that's how that. So the buzz started. It started. The buzz started. 97, 98, yeah, because it was like my, it was like the end of high school for me, and I was, you know, what I'm saying, and everybody started to get to know me in high school, and then it started spilling out into the street when everyone I started to go to different different blocks, you know, what I'm saying, and we started having those ciphers and battles, and um, fucking with Gato, fucking with with hip hop, and and just meeting different people, like, cause it's like you know, you know, how it was like if we wasn't battling with niggas, we really didn't leave our 
our block, our four block radius. We kind of like journeyed out a little bit, but we kind of spent back and was always in that same area. Mm -hmm. So when niggas started go, go to Polar Grounds, go to Foster, go to Tab, go, go to these different areas throughout through Harlem, East and West Side, then it started getting really big. Then going up to the Dykeman and Heights and all that mm -hmm. shit started really getting big. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, cause you know, for me, again, for my POV, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because I didn't really get in this shit till the 2000s, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, obviously I was outside with niggas and doing shit, but I'm talking like professionally recognized as right. who I am until later on. Right. So, so me looking at this, it's a certain crop of Harlem niggas mm -hmm. at this time that was on the come up. Mm -hmm. It was you. It was the, the live on Linux boys. Yep. You know what hell I mean? Yeah. It was niggas like Diamond in the Rough. Like yeah, Chinks, hell like yeah. Like Chink and Rap. Chink you know and Rap. I mean? Like my nigga Rap. Shout um, out to Chink and Rap. And I'm sure it's, it's other it's other cats that that I'm missing that I can't think of off the top, right? But when I say those, Mino. Well, Mino. Let's, let's just say that's the whole live on Linux, right? Everybody from Linux. Everybody from <laughs> Niggas was just going. Yeah, you, know you know what, what I mean? Saying? And it, like, was, it was a movement yeah. that had a sound to mm -hmm. it, right? And everybody had their own sound. And that's what I felt like you had at the time, too. Because mm -hmm. you had your own sound with your own production. Because mm -hmm. your production wasn't like anybody else's, right? Mm -hmm. So now, having a priority situation, right? And then really getting signed in 99, right? right? Mm -hmm. When was it that you got around the Rockefeller guys? I was around Rockefeller from like 98 to 99. Like, right okay. in the middle of it. Because when... um when the draft picks I got on at priority, if I'm not mistaken, if I got the dates right, um, Ray Ray and them niggas used to fuck with Rockefeller. I think Rockefeller was at priority at one time also, or some shit like that, before they it went was. to university. Uh -huh. yeah. Right, yeah. so they had their situation yeah. over yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. when they had the little office or whatever. So Gatto used to take me, John used to take me down there to, to rhyme for hip hop, how I met hip hop. And then I met G that same way, like at the at the Rockefeller office when they was just like in a little room. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I met Biggs, and then I would I would drive John Gatto's um, car. I remember he had a Honda Accord mm -hmm. coupe. And I used to be like, yo, let me let me drive that joint. I ain't mm -hmm. never drove nothing before, so I was just, you know what I'm saying? That's so I used to drive his car. And we was already downtown at priority, so that's how that happened. And then um, G and hip hop was like, yo, let's start, let's you know make a demo on you. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, I know Hop was fucking with uh, No ID and some other producers that he had fucked with, and then G was telling me about this kid named Just Blaze that worked at uh, the knitting factory or cutting factory, one of those studios mm -hmm, downtown, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And he took me for took me to meet Just Blaze. I rap for Just Blaze. Just Blaze was like, "Cool, I want to work with you, and let's start working now." And we started working right away, just like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I built my first demo. I was working with Just Blaze before he even. Got the Rockefeller look, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and just to tell you that, like, just is just is one of the one of the niggas that from that time that fuck with me and still fuck with me to this day never never switched. You know what I'm saying? Just Solid nigga, dude. Man. Shout out to Just, good dude, Justin. man. He got an ill polo collection. I used to say I oh, had nah. more load. I used to say I had more <laughs> low to him until I went to his crib and that shit nah, was like different. a little Macy's mm. first floor <laughs> joint. And I was like, all right, Just, you got it. You know what I mean? you I can't compete. You spending fucking public service announcement money still. My so nigga, he's like, been that's that crazy man. because... He's like, been my, that way. Yeah. He's been that way, yeah. my nigga. And Just is an ill nigga. Just was the nigga that was like um, getting all the video game consoles two years before it came out. Mm. I remember when the nigga popped up with the PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 and I was just like, what the fuck is that? Like, I never even seen that shit before. Different. 
different. games in Japanese and all that. Different. Just different. was wow. Just was and that, you know, he was a really really good producer. He still is like he's a really really good producer. And I got the chance to work with Just. And then G was telling me about this kid that that moved from Chicago, which was Kanye West. And I got to work with Ye. You know what I'm saying? So my me after getting my demo and then then that was how I secured my deal because instead of them pushing me as an artist. They was pushing it like, all right, he, they, Baff is signing our music, our, um, our what you call it, our production deal, and we got this producer, and he's they already about to start working with big producers like Jay. Before they even worked with Jay, that's what they was pitching, so it was easier for the for the labels to say, all right, we like the kid. You already got a kid. You already got this group signed. Like they already saw that, you know, Jewels and them were already signed. So it was like, all right, cool. I kind of just piggybacked off that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right. So. I know you got some shit. I'm let you get into your shit, right? Legend has it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this. I, I'm. I'm. I just want you know. <laughs> legend has it. <laughs> now you know. Statue of limitation, as far as for what I'm about to say, it's no drug shit. No oh, shit okay. like that, right? So, <laughs> so, so it could be it could be answered however you want to answer it. Mm-hmm. Legend has it, you may have pinned some things for a meal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, you know, because I don't know if that was out there or not, and I don't know if I, I don't remember where I heard it, but I feel like I heard this back then, right? Yeah. Because the thing with being a ghost, right, right, is kind of back then quiet. it was like that. Yeah. Back then it was like you back, didn't say like nothing. Right, not like you can't that say nothing. Right, but yeah. now we in a different way of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, did yeah, exactly. did this come around the time you was laying your demos and doing shit over there for them to recognize, like, oh? This nigga is good. He can probably work with this over here. Right. So the way I think it happened be from from G, what G was telling me, because me and G used to get up and talk about this shit all the time. When G was um when a mill got when a mill signed her deal, her solo deal, because she was a part of a group, she started working with Just Blaze. And I think that was like one of the Major first Coins, right? Major coins, right. Mm-hmm. So Just started fucking with uh, a Mills project. My project was already like done, and I wanted a mill to be on one of my songs, and um, we had to do like a little swap. A swap, right? So, a mill was like, "Yo, um, just gave me this beat, but I don't know what to do with it, right? Like, not, not, not to play enough." And she was just kind of like, "Right, writer's block for a second. I was like, "Yo, let me, let me fuck with it." She's like, "Yo, please, come on, let's get, you know, let's work on it, whatever, whatever." So I took it home, and I sat with it. And I wrote the song. It was a song called That's Right. I wrote it for me and her to be, you know a what I'm saying? Call and like, response type Right, thing. call and response I, type joint. <laughs> and the nigga Dame heard it and was like, I need this for a Mills joint. I need this to be her single. I need this to be one of her singles because they was gearing up for the joint with her and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But that was supposed to be like the B-side was the single That's Right. But Dame was like, yo, I need Jay on the record. So... I was like, all right, well, G had me thinking, like, all right, we're going to have you on a record and you're going to have Jay on a record. I was like, I'm this here. is out of here. I'm, I'm out of here. here. I'm out of here, right? <laughs> so, so the funny shit is, like, then Dame came back and was like, um, Jay want to do the record, but uh, we're going to give Bath his writer's credit in publishing, but Jay is going to do that part, you know what I'm saying? So he's going to take that verse and do the, and do the hook or whatever. So I was just like, I was kind of let down, like, damn, I wanted to be on. That was my chance to get on the record with, with, with Hove, right? So I ain't tripped. 
um, Just Blaze came. I, I met up with Just Blaze and G one night. We went to Just Blaze crib downtown, and um, G was like, "I gotta play this record for you." So he played this shit. And I'm listening to. It. I'm like, "Oh, it's just it's that's right." I'm listening to it. And the hook come on, and I'm like, "Who is that?" It's Hove saying my hook. I was out. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm dead. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, oh, he kept the hook. Like, he ain't changed nothing. So now I'm hyped. So he doing this shit just the same way I did it. And I was hyped. I just knew for sure, like, this one, this drop, this is going to blow. And I'm going to get my. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My just do, boom, boom, boom. And then, like, I, th- I think that's when everything started going left and niggas started really comparing me to Jay is after that. I think after they heard that song, but they didn't know the backstory to that song. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, nah, that's, Nick, that's, that's just my style. It's just the way I rap. It's like an on-beat, off-beat type mm-hmm, of shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's just the way I do it. And I'm, I try to be witty and clever with my lines. I, you know, you know how we think our shit. We want, us to, we want it to be so, you know what I'm saying, clever and shit. So... That's how I did it, but that's how that record came together. It was uh, it was called That's Right, featuring Jay, and um, that was my first record that I wrote for like a major artist. Like, shout out to Emil because if it wasn't for Emil, that record doesn't happen with Jay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm never part of that history. You know what I'm mm. saying? So that was big for me. Like, and then after that, G was like, "Yo, um, I got a record for you to do with Trina," and that's how it started. You know, snowball effect. That's how the pen you know, starts. That's how it normally pinning. goes. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? Mind you, I had, I was already working with Puff at that time, too, because G took me to Puff first outside of The Rock. He took me to, to Puff to try to get me a deal over that bad boy. And that's kind of where I wanted to sign anyway, because them niggas was like the Avengers mm-hmm. of fucking hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Especially from New York. That's Especially from New York. So mm-hmm. I, wanted to sign, I wanted to sign a Puff at first because... Not that I know about the, the Rockefeller situation, but they ain't really had a they didn't really had a piece. Yeah. yeah, and then it, and then I kind of saw the boom, Memphis Bleak record, boom, this, and it was like, oh okay, all right, I see what y'all niggas got, like you know what I'm saying. But I was writing, for, I wrote a few joints for Puff, and then Puff had me pen some joints for some ten year olds that day. he never dropped, like some two little boys. He was trying to go to kid route. They was like ten or twelve years old. I forgot, but I started writing some songs, and um, that was my first rap. Money was through Puff. Puff was paying me like in cash, like here's three thousand, here's six thousand. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, like it was crazy like that. Like even like my first piece of jewelry, like I remember going uh to to Diamond District with uh with G and I mean with um uh, Puff and um uh, who was it? Nasheen Mirick, I think it was. And like I remember Puff, I remember liking a chain it was like a plat a platinum. Or white gold joint with the white with white gold cross and diamonds, and I was like, "Damn, I gotta get that shit." But I'm I'm just getting my hands on a little bit of music money, so I'm like, "Yeah, I'm about to get that joint." So Puff was like, "You want that joint?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm thinking I'm gonna get that shit." He's like, "How much is it?" I forgot how much it was. It probably was short. He's probably like ten bands or something, fifteen or whatever. And then the next thing, you know, um, Puff is like, "Yo, um, CIFA, I put this shit on," and then he's like, "Yo, don't worry about it. You good? It's paid for." I was like, word. Wow. So that's before I had a record deal, all that shit. Nigga so Puff chained him. That's that was, crazy. He chained me before <laughs> anything. So like, so I thought I was going to sign, no lie, like no cow. I thought I was going to sign to Diddy and them. So I started working with them. And then um, I started doing um, some music uh, with Nasheen Merrick. 
one of the hitmen that fucked with Puff. Mm-hmm. And um, then Nasheen Merrick and Half Pierre wanted to start their own production deal outside of Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to sign me. So they had drew up a contract and gave it to G. And G was like, nah, it's not, you know, G wasn't really like happy with the with the with the numbers they was offering whatever but at the same time i i i started building a good rapport with nasheen merrick and half pierre shout out to them excuse me so i wanted to like i wanted to work there but i i trusted g because g was in was in rockefeller and he's in that building and he's he's like he's a hard worker like he made it do some some fuck shit but i still got i still had so much respect for him and then and during this time i didn't that didn't transpire. So all I knew was look I was looking up to G. You know what I'm saying? I looked mm-hmm. up to hip hop because them niggas was right there and they was kinda like architects in that building. You know what I'm saying? Putting it together. And um so like then I started to lean and start being around the rock more and go I got my first time going to the tunnel was with, with Rockefeller. Like mm-hmm. I was still I was still like I was probably I mean, not even twenty years I'm not even twenty one years old. I was like twenty years old. And I'm in the tunnel, like for the first time. All I ever did was hear stories about, about the tunnel. The tunnel right. You know what I'm saying? So my first time in the tunnel was with them. You know That's what I'm crazy. saying? It's just crazy. That's crazy. Word. So what you, you nah, you, do you feel you put too much trust in your mm. career in people's hands? Yeah, of course. I mean, think about it. You 18, 19 years old. You fresh off the block. You doing your little thing. Got your little weed crack. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your little hustle yeah. going. You making a couple dollars. You getting a little fame around the, around the way for, for rap now. Everybody know you. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just the people that know you do music is calling you Bathgate. You got everybody calling. I got crackheads calling you Bathgate. Everybody like, yo, go mm-hmm. see Bath. Go see Bath. You know what I'm saying? So I started building a name for myself. So I believed in everything they was doing because they had this shit. They already had this shit in motion. So when G was like, yo, look, this is what we're going to do, I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, who am I to say different at that time? Because I didn't have the, the knowledge of anything, and I knew that they was going to take care. I felt like they was going to take care of me. Plus, I seen how shit was going with Just, and then Kanye was in the fold, and all this just started happening. So I was like, all right, cool, let's, let's do it. I'm, you know, I'm around the best you know, rapper. Dame is there. I'm thinking like maybe I could even be a part of that roster, right? You know, thinking that was gonna go that way. But then G and Hip Hop took me to uh to Virgin. We went to uh, like Electra first, you know, um Sony. I think we had like a bidding war between Sony and somebody, and I think it was Virgin was like they cut in and came to the table with create you know with creative control and more money than everybody else. Right. So when you got here, is this what what record what did Bump that come through? Mm. That situation or, Yo, or nah, bump that came after I got signed. So mm. after I got signed, bump that came through because of uh, Clue and Duro. Um, Clue and Duro submitted a record, and um, G played G came in my block. I was still living in Manhattanville, you know what I'm saying? Still living in the Jacks, and that G shit called heat. were and G was like, "Yo, I got a record for you that, that Clue and Duro did," and it's crazy because. Most of the time, niggas would bring you a beat CD and you just pick a beat. Right. He was like, nah, this got this one beat for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I need you to do this joint. So I hated this. Sh- I, not the beat, but I I couldn't think of a song at first right, to do that right. shit. So I, just said, so I just said, fuck that. And I started writing and that spawned the song. Now, fuck that. And she was like, yo, keep saying that. Like, nah, don't, don't, 
just keep saying that a part of you know because I was I did it a couple times like you know how you do something like right, right. you do a scheme for four bars and then you change it he's like nah go back to that so G was kind of really instrumental in the creation of that because I would have did it after four and went to something went else to you know what I'm saying flow. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't thinking make this the whole song and you and that be a hook as well whatever whatever so I'm like alright I wrote that shit in G's car that's crazy right in, right in the passenger seat Notebook, boom, 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 boom. G was like, yo, this nigga's still writing. Remember notebooks? Yo, shit crazy. Spiral joint. Word. I want to say I remember seeing that video mm-hmm. a lot mm. um, on BET and MTV. And I was <clears throat> just being privy to knowing where you came from. For me, it was like, okay, mm-hmm. he really about to do it. And, you know, with the whole writer thing and everything mm-hmm. else that came with it, the circle that you was involved in, right? A movie uh, picked that song up too. What movie picked that song up? Martin uh, Lawrence. Mar- National Security. Uh, National Security. Facts. And uh um, one show. And Facts. was and what was the joint? Like a movie. It was another joint up. too. It was uh a joint with like Jet Li and DMX. They was talking about they had put it Not in the, Romeo Must Die. I think it was Romeo Must Die as well. They the had soundtrack. 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 Yeah, yeah, it scored in National Security, but it was on Romeo Must Die soundtrack. That's they picked crazy, it up first. bro. You yeah. feel me? So yeah, seeing and it's, it's all of this is coming back to my memory. Harlem, mm-hmm. this is this that. is me saying, okay, what's next? I know he gonna be in this crop of new talent and new right. things that's coming out of mm-hmm. this direction, and it kind of started to slow down a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So we was. I got to be transparent to everybody. Nah, yeah, this is yeah, just what we do. Right? So, I watched some of your other interview with Flip. And like I said, I love it. And it's no but after that. The mm. only but I can say mm. is I'm mad I didn't do it first. Mm. Right? Talk to <laughs> you. Right? So, you know, it's a lot of things that for our crowd that I'm combing back through. Mm. Right? Because I want people to really understand this conversation. Right, so when things slowed down, like, what was that? Why did it slow down? It slowed down because I a few things. It was like num- a number of things happened. Um, when we was on Virgin, we was gearing up after the fuck that video. We was gearing up for the next single. The next single was produced by DJ SNS. It was called Let's Go, and um, and it's crazy because I had the girl on there. Doing the whole spell out my name shit. B A T H G A T E. You know what I'm saying? So I was on to something. I was like, get it. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba. Shit sound fire. Like, it was, you know what I'm saying? So we was gonna drop that. And do a video for it. And at the time, also during that time, Virgin was going through some turmoil with, with some acts that they had that was kind of like breaking their urban department. So the Mariah Carey thing happened. You know what I'm saying? Uh, she, whatever situation didn't, that shit went left over there with Mariah Carey. Um, Aaliyah passed away. Aaliyah was their biggest act. And that was like the whole, so Virgin had fired the whole urban department because they was losing so much money and they was trying to figure out what to do and how we can recoup this money that we lost because of, you know, the Mar- you know, Mariah Carey Wipe out shit. the whole urban department? Why did the whole urban... 90-something people lost their job like a week before Christmas. 
Mm. I, I swear to you not. So they was like, yo, and I remember um, the nerds had already left because they was my label mates. Khalees was, was there. I think she might have left Virgin during that time as well. And it was just like me. And G was like, yo, let's just leave. You know what I'm saying? So a part of that slowdown was them telling me, like, because I was doing the mixtapes heavy during this time, like heavy. And you couldn't go to you couldn't go to Harlem, Bronx, Brooklyn, wherever you was at, whether it was a was somebody selling them shits on a sheet, you or you would go in this yeah. you would go into scheme and go through the mixtape book. Shout out you to Ali Star. Shout out to Ali, and you Whatever. couldn't you you would not see my name on one of those mixtapes. And um, my manager and G was like, "Yo, fall back from doing the mixtape shit for a minute because." Mm. We don't want you to be like another just you know mixtape rapper. rapper, and this is and this is industry talk. They don't really understand the dynamic, right? What's keeping me alive in the street yeah. was the the mixtape. Then some also happened in, the, in between that, w between me and K. Slay, um, that that I felt like I never could, I never got a chance to um, reconcile and get right with with the homie. You know mm. what I'm saying? What like, well, um. I did Clue Show, right? And now I'm on Clue Show. You know, K and Clue and the niggas was beefing. You know what I'm saying? Come out to see all the niggas was like part of Clue team. They was beefing with K Slade. You know, K Slade was smack your favorite DJ. That was his slogan. That was his thing. So. Yeah, and it was on the same station at the time. Right, and it life. was on the same station. I didn't even think nothing. Because I used to be in K Slade house all the time doing his mixtape and all that. He used to call me. I used to go right there on the east side. Boom, go, go knock out. You know, knock out some joints. And then one day, uh, so that night when we was at High 97, um, somebody out of Clue's crew, when we was, said some shit about K on the radio while I was there on my interview. So I understand what K was coming from because he was mad at me because he felt like I didn't back him up. But what he didn't know was I didn't say it in the between my interview. I, I told the niggas, like, yo, chill, chill, chill. But when they went to commercial... I was like, yo, y'all niggas can't do that. Like, y'all beef is y'all beef. Y'all can't do this on my, because it makes me look like I'm just vouching for it. And that shit was exactly what K was mad at me about. Mm. And he felt that I kind of, like, didn't defend him. And I had to tell him, like, yo, my nigga, that's, I don't know this was, what y'all got going on. I, I didn't even know that shit was even real. You know what I'm saying? What y'all do. But this is a part of your thing. This is a part of your whole drama king. You know, this is a part of your, your shit. So you're beefing with them. And they beefing with you for whatever reason. I don't know. I, I, I you mean that me? You never DJ talked shit. about that. Mm -hmm. Some DJ yeah. shit. Guilty by association. Right. So shit, I was really. kind of guilty by association. So when they did that, they made it seem like I was a part of them, mm. opposed to represent my my fellow Harlem nigga and blah blah blah. So I remember um, K was mad, and K was mad because he felt it was a record that I had, the B Dot Gates record, and I didn't give it to him first. I gave it to Clue. Mm. But I was explaining to Kay, like, yo, I'm signed to these niggas from this camp. I, you know what I mean? I could tell them, if Tom Blue in the face, give Kay this record, and they're going to give it to Clue if Clue, if Clue, because Clue is Clue. Mm. I can't control that. That's not, it's not in my control. So he kind of was like mad, at, at least from when, I, when we had the dialogue, you know, talk, when we had the dialogue, he was kind of mad at me for those two, two different things. And I had to explain to him at 106 in Park, like, bro, I had nothing to do with the record situation. I told them niggas to give it to you. They saying you didn't want to play it. So it's a it's a he say, he say, you know what I'm saying, type of situation. 
just out of my, I'm not getting involved with that shit. It's, yeah, I'm trying to do music shit. Y'all niggas is handling manager shit, you know what I'm saying? And, and the politics, I didn't want to be involved with all the politics shit, but I, little did I know, I didn't know it was going to affect me and Kay's relationship. Mm. So Kay was like, I had heard from another DJ that Kay was saying I was trying to be a Queens nigga, et cetera, et cetera, or whatever. Mm. I'm like, come on, B, like, I don't, I don't, I barely know these niggas, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I apologized to him, but I really felt like our relationship kind of like went left, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And I hate, I hated that it went that way because I felt like Kay was, was the big homie. I felt Kay was my man. I felt, I, I felt we had a better rapport. I felt he would have understood that this wasn't a part of, you know, what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the niggas that I'm signed to. So it's kind of like, if your man fuck up and do some bullshit with, with a nigga in the street, you're not going to check your man in front of this nigga. You're going to still have your man back and do that shit behind closed doors. And I felt like, yo, okay, let's talk, my nigga, because we can have it. It's not like I'm trying to step out and, you know, play you. I never did nothing like that. It wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I tried. I reached out to him a couple times back then. Um, I had my manager, my old, my, um, old manager try to hit him up and, um, you know, so we can reconcile, but we just never really spoke again like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But this slowdown kind of happened because I kind of fell back from the mixtapes and during that time because I was told to. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of bit me. That kind of bit me. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't work in my favor to fall back. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, niggas was just... Niggas was just taking advice that was just not good, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I fell victim to, was just taking yeah, was advice that too. wasn't good. I was young, And that's what I'm saying. If you, you take me from one situation and you show me the world, I'm, I'm, I'm going around, I'm opening up for Memphis Bleak, I'm in different cities, I'm doing shit that, that's, that's expanding my career. I'm getting to see things I ain't never seen, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never left my four-block radius. Now I'm in Miami, I'm in New Mexico, I'm in, you know what I'm saying? So... You know what I mean? So you can't really blame this 19, 20-year-old kid that's running. I'm, you know, I'm running with this pack because they believe in me. They, they, they signed me. You didn't sign me. You know what I'm saying? Not nothing against you. But, you know, it's like me being mad later, five, six years later, and be like, why you ain't come back and sign me? You signed Pat Poos. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I could never do that shit. No, nigga. We just salute the next nigga, the next MC, and you hope that he win because we all part of this family you know yes. no matter how you know we might compete but we all part of this family so i never was mad at, at k i just was mad that we never got a chance to really really reconcile like i felt like yeah we didn't speak no more but i felt like nothing was ever the same after that between me and him like mm. you know what I mean? and i felt that was whack i not on his part but that situation was whack you had a game the game took control of that other. and split us up and yeah. i felt bad you know what i'm saying like I'm sure ain't nothing but yeah. uh, yeah, running yeah, into yeah, a nigga yeah. right now that that yeah. fixed that whole situation. Yeah, yeah situation. yo, nah. Do you kind of um? Let me see how I can say this. Do you, do you regret coming out before the internet era? Yeah, I mean I don't regret it, but I wish we'd had the internet then. Right. You know what because I'm saying? Imagine. Right. But in hindsight, we had the mixtapes. Nowadays, the mm -hmm. mixtape aspect is a little different yeah, yeah, than is. what it was like that. We mm -hmm. had all of that shit to our disposal. All these different DJs was fucking with us. All these different DJs. We just didn't have, like, at that time, we didn't have, like, solo mixtapes. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, had to share that, artists we had to share that platform with other artists. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, like, it wasn't like that. But I wish, yeah, I wish we could have, you know, had the internet back then and been able to do more um, as far as promotion. But I... 
I, I didn't feel like my promotion was was my downfall. I kind of just felt like the decision making, the behind the scenes stuff, you know, telling me not to do mixtapes, that was that hurt me. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um not giving K Slay a record that, you know, and he was the first nigga really behind me, that hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Or giving <laughs> you know what I mean? Just and then you don't know what else is going on behind the clo- behind closed doors. Like I had to find out from a DJ that he said my man just was trying to charge him for me to do something on his mixtape. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I never, you know what I mean? I niggas is doing greaseball shit. So I started hearing, and I didn't know whether to believe it or not, but I'm like, nah, that ain't, you know, the fuck are you talking about? I walk these streets every day. I'm running in, the, I'm, I'm in scheme, I'm in this storm, just to, just to see what's the temperature out here all the mm-hmm. time. I'm not moving like a regular rapper nigga. I'm moving mm-hmm. like I'm a part of... You know what I'm saying? The thread. Like, I'm mm-hmm. out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm checking to see what, what niggas is playing, what niggas is feeling. I'm just, I'm even asking Ali, like, yo, what's, what's niggas talking about? How niggas is feeling this verse? He like, yo, niggas is going, you know what I mean? He would give me the play by, mm-hmm. play by play. So, I wasn't even thinking about none of that other shit, but I, but I regret not moving that way. Like, knowing what I know now would have moved differently than where I could have capitalized and, and, and made up for those mistakes. But, I, don't, I mean, I don't regret it though. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't my. It just wasn't my time. It wasn't part of my era. It just wasn't part of it. You know what I mean? But it, you know. See, it's, it, it comes with an artist for the accountability and accepting right. Mm-hmm. that, right, mm-hmm. to be able to move forward. Because right. just for us as artists, a lot of times our ego is in the way, right? So, so when our ego get in the way, it'd be hard to accept yeah. certain things. And when I speak to you now. Mm-hmm. I hear the acceptance and the growth from yeah. the situation because the situation mm-hmm. might not have been the most ideal situation, mm-hmm. but it was a situation that you could learn and, and gain growth from. Yeah, hell you know yeah. What I mean, and have the insight and the um the uh fuck. I got a brain fart real fast. You have the insight and you have the material mm-hmm. to match it just by the experiences. Right, 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 right. So, so that's that with that. But, you know, to... All right, so we spoke about the highs and the mm-hmm. lows. And now now this is after rap. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and let's not even say after rap because you're still currently gone. Right, right, right. Right. So I'm saying at this time where it was a pause and then... It was like stepping, taking your uniform off and mm. going back into the real world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which could be the most humblest. That was me segueing yeah. from the ego, right? Because yeah. we all have egos because we all are two, some three different people, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you L on the regular, mm-hmm. but you bathgate to the world. Right, right, exactly. Right? Right. So... You, it's two different people. Two different people. You, like, are, you actually are, literally. Mm-hmm. Literally. You know what, All you know what of I mean? So it's like Superman and Clark Kent. Like, it's, you it's, really it's that. Crazy. It's really like that. It's crazy. So yeah. it's hard to cut that off sometimes, yeah, right? And even when you cut it off, it's still there. It's still there. Right? The yeah. ego, everything from that persona uh-huh. still bleeds into yeah. who you are on the yeah. regular, right? Yeah. So now you into the real world, right? Mm-hmm. What was... Outside of being a humbling experience, because I'm, I'm positive it was. Right? Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? Like, what was ah. going through your mind? It was a nightmare, bro. Like literally, like an actual nightmare that 
you can't wake up from. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's because I had to go back to everything that I had started. It was either you go back to the street, or you get a job and you figure it out, or you you know what I mean? Or you keep being as that starving artist and you keep putting out music and seeing you know. But life starts to happen. Things right. start to happen. You so you start getting affected by certain things. So. And I was one of those niggas that was more conscious about how I looked to everybody else. I was more worried about that. Like, how's niggas looking at me now? Like, what, what's niggas, how niggas feel about me today opposed to then? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. so, you know, my ego, like you said, like the ego part really took over. And it came a time where, like, we was talking, like, behind the scenes, it came a time where I was like, fuck it. My man, I knew from that was in the street or whatever, whatever. He changed. He got changed over New Leaf. He got a job doing cable, right? And he like, yo, bath. I'm telling you, you can do this shit. You can um get involved with this shit and um make some money. It's like hustling. Like we can make a lot of money doing this shit. I'm like, bro, I ain't never, you know what I mean? Drilling and shit. I don't know about none of that shit, mm -hmm. bro. Like he like, yeah, they teach you everything, boom, boom. And it came a time where I think it was like my third or fourth job. I had uh, went into a nigga apartment and nigga was like, you bathgate? And I was just like, nah. Mm. And that way it fucked me up. I was like, I had I had to double back, spin out of there and, and really get myself together because I'm like, now I'm hiding who I am today. You know what I'm saying? Now I started hiding that, that, of that re the real person. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm hiding... L. I'm hiding mm -hmm. L. I'm hiding the real person behind Bathgate. I'm hiding that person because I'm ashamed because to the world, to everybody I know, to everybody that, that cared or loved me or gave me that praise, know me as Bathgate. So um, that situation happened. And I think um, one time I ran into to Loaded Lux. Mm. And it was just like, he's like, yo, Bath, what's up? And he didn't treat me any different. He just was shocked to see me. Humble but dude. Good. Yes, a good nigga, nigga man. bro. Good. Shout out to Lux. Shout man. out to Lux. Good oh, nigga, B. Solid, good, cool, real nigga. Yo, that nigga's a good nigga. And he was like, yo, what's up? What you doing? Ah, ah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still doing it. Boom, boom. But inside, I was, I was fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So I quit. I quit mm. the job. Mm. Talked to my homies. I went back to the street. I started hustling again. And I felt like niggas ain't going to question this. They're going to still fuck with me because they fucked with me when I was in out here anyway. You know what I'm saying? And I felt I wanted that. I wanted that approval, that validation from everybody that was running to me in the street. You know what I'm saying? And then now, instead of me being at a job field, now I'm on the corner. And niggas is like, yo, Beth, what's up? When you, when you dropping some new music? Now I got to go through that. So now I'm Bathgate again. But now it's still not good enough because now everybody's asking me when you dropping some new music. And I used to be like, soon, my nigga. That was fucking me up. So now I'm starting to spiral. I'm trying to figure out, I don't know which way to go. I was like, I can't go left. I can't go right. Because I'm dealing with my own self. I'm in my mm -hmm. own way at this moment. It ain't like niggas actually feel this way. Like I'm, like I'm a lame or I'm a clown. Like my confidence is way too big for it to even be bothered by that shit anyway. Because I know who I am. But at that moment, I couldn't tell who I was or who I wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So whether I was going to be the nigga that was going to make money in the street and be one of those niggas and really, get, really dive deep in it, or 
I was going to say, fuck it all and go work the corporate world and get a job. Hmm. And then um, I experienced more darkness. You know what I'm saying? I had I lived with my, grandma for, my grandmother for all these years in the projects, and she had died, right? And it fucked me up during that time. And I now I didn't have nobody to vent to that can hear this. Well, how I'm telling y'all, she was the only one that can hear it and really understand that I was really going through something that, that wasn't going to judge me or look at me like I was weak or I was, you know what I'm saying? So when I lost her, I kind of like felt like I ain't got nobody. You know, like Kendrick mm -hmm. Lamar said, ain't nobody going to pray for me. That was real. And that, I understood where he was coming from for that because that was, bro. you know, grandmoms was always making sure she's praying for me, my, my safety and all that. Like, you know what I'm saying? She all, all the time. I felt like one time she, uh, she, she, she kind of like saved me. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, back to like, you know, running around with puffing them. I remember when it was like New Year's Eve and, um, Nasheen was like, we all in, in Puff's like lounge. It's like he had an like apartment, like a wing area of daddy's house studio. Mm -hmm. And he's like, so we all in there chilling. I'm playing pool with Sean or whatever. And um, I don't know if Sean will vouch to this, but he probably don't remember. It's a long time ago. But I'm playing pool with Sean. And I remember like not really like feeling the energy. Something seemed a little off mm -hmm. that night, right? Mm -hmm. It just felt like. You know how niggas, you know, like we from Harlem, like we 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 energy readers, like That's and, a fact. and sometimes niggas can come off a little bit overly tough. Like, yep, facts, like you know, we we cool it, my nigga. That's a, like what's up with what's up with family? Man, like extra. So I felt I felt like what's up with family? Why are you acting like you know? So not so not she was like, nah, it's whatever, whatever. So I was like, so they was they all getting ready to, to go out. So I told a nigga, I was like, yo, I don't never really hang out. On New Year's, I usually bring New Year's in with my grandmas. We, you know, get on our knees, we'll pray, whatever, whatever, and bring it in with a ball drop. And she not feeling well. So I was like, yo, I'm going to go uptown. So now she was like, yo, I'm going to drive you uptown. I'm going to take you uptown. I'll drop you off or whatever. Took me uptown, dropped me off, gave me a pound. He's like, yo, if you still want to come, you know, jump in the cab, we'll take care of it. Just pull up. If you still want to come out with us, we're going to be at Club New York or whatever, right? Huh. I know where we're going. So... I'm like, all right, New Year's come in, I'm with grandmas, chilling with her, pray, whatever. I go in my little room, I'm back to doing my thing, whatever, whatever, right? As I'm chilling, staying up, just in the wee hours of the night, just chilling, shit pops up on the news, boom, shooting, blah, 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 blah. And it's, and it's that night. So if I don't leave, who knows? Because I'm, no, I'm nobody, you know what I'm saying? I, I, compared to certain niggas. You know, at that time, I'm looking at it like, damn, like, I could have been in this crazy situation. Like, this shit went left. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, anything could have happened. Like, and I remember, like, damn, my grandma's like, like, her prayers, like, work. Like, she really, like, saved the nigga. Like, that's how I started feeling. And I was like, maybe, you know, and I used to always think about that shit whenever I felt. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Oh, like shit wasn't going right. I used to think about, yo, you could have been in this situation. You could have been in jail from a, from a raid. You could have been 
jammed up. You know, and you could have been. And my man used to always tell me, get out this. My man Flash used to always tell me, my nigga, you don't need to do this. You got talent, my nigga. Like, get out the street before you be one of them niggas in the can telling niggas how nice you was. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I used to be like, ah, right, whatever. Like, I, I, you know, cause niggas was in it heavy. Like, you know what I'm saying? At that, at that time. And I remember like, nah, man, I'm trying to get some money. Like, I need money. Like, I was so used to having a certain amount of bread. I need to get back to this status and this paper and to feel, you know, that validation, that praise from every, that, that, the respect. You know what I'm saying? Even though niggas respected me, I just felt like niggas is going to look at me like this if I'm doing this. But niggas is going to love me if I'm still doing this. That was my, my psychological war I was going through because of... Yeah, the ego and and not having the deal from going from TV to back to the to the to the porcelain plate and razor blade, like you know mm. what I'm saying. So when it was dark for me, so I, at at a point, I wanted to commit suicide because I felt like I couldn't live with I couldn't live with this this struggle no more. You know what I mean? I didn't want to make music no more. I didn't want to do nothing. I I because I couldn't figure it out and I was just stuck in this place and I was just like on the verge of it. And I remember talking to my homie, and my homie was just like, nah, yo, you can, you know, got to keep pushing through, my nigga. That's like, you know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Like, let's go, bro. So, and the other niggas, you know, other niggas, plus they knew I was going through some shit, losing my grandmother. So, mm -hmm. you know, they knew I was down on that, and then down about the my deal, and down, me, my, my lady, I broke up. It was like a lot of shit lot going of shit. on. Back to you back. know what I'm saying? Word. So I was just like in a spiral, and I couldn't, at that time, I couldn't get uh, a meeting or a deal at this time because everybody was kept, you know, I kept going through the, the reverse blackball. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was back, I was blackballed for not being with G and Hop. They couldn't figure out what, why should we, what, what's going on with your deal at Virgin? I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. Nobody's giving me an answer. I can't get in contact with G. I ain't spoke to G since. Through the, through the wire came out. I don't know what the fuck's going on. You know what I'm saying? I can't get it. I, so. Let's not worry about G. Let's, you know, I got the music. Let's worry about what I got going on. And at the time, Hip Hop's younger brother was like, he took over as my manager, manager, my man Shop and Sleep. So Shot was like shopping me. We we couldn't get no situation. Everybody kept saying, well, well, you know, if, you know, G and Hop ain't fucking with you, why should we? I kept going through that. And I was just like, Cause you know how the industry role, the industry is like really everybody's kind of entangled together. You know everybody's friends, and you can't really you gotta watch who you rub shoulders with or who you who you piss off at the time. So I felt that shit, and I was just going through all of that shit at that one time, and niggas just couldn't. Then I started just locking myself in the room. Just you know I would write, and then everything I wrote was down. It was about why my situation was this way, why I was this way. You know what I'm saying? Why I'm not successful. Fab and 50 is, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm watching everybody blow, you know what I'm saying? Cass got a song with fucking R. Kelly, you know what I'm saying? I'm watching everybody start to have this, these good things happen to their career, and I'm sitting back in the room, no book, beat playing, crack on one plate, trying to juggle to just to fit the part and roll and be accepted, mm. you know what I'm saying? Because this is how I was thinking at that age, at 24, 25, young nigga just trying to figure it out and couldn't figure it out at that time. So I had, it was therapy to remove myself from the game as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, like I don't know if you remember, but I used, when I, I used to come up there and see y'all, see you, Shice, all, I was in the game. I remember. I, it was not, I wasn't thinking about rap no more. Like, it was, it had, Shice had to be like, yo, come do this. 
get on this song, get on this project. Because I wasn't thinking about hip hop no more at that point. I was just trying to, I'm trying to get right. You mentally know blocked Mentally, it. I mentally put Bathgate away because if I stayed there, it was going to kill me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I felt safer being in the street and hustling. And, and I knew that I do business with Smoke. We're going to shake hands. We're going to get it right. I ain't got to worry about you backstabbing me because we don't have that energy. 100%. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never crossed you. I'm not going to cross you. So we never had that energy. But these industry niggas, it was like, y'all niggas is robbing a nigga without a gun. Y'all niggas is really, like, bold. Like, you know what I'm saying? And on top of that, I had niggas that wanted to do shit to niggas. And I'm telling niggas, chill, chill, mm. chill. We don't know how this is going to play out because I still got hope at the same time. Let me just be quiet. Let me just be cool. Let me just wait it out. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm overthinking. But chill. I don't, nobody do nothing. You know what I'm saying? I remember one time my man hit me up and was like, yo, I see Just Blazing, whatever this store, he's super icy. I'm about to get, I'm like, leave Just alone. Just is my man. You know what I'm saying? I'm saving niggas from afar. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, Just ain't had nothing to do with nothing. That's my nigga. He a good nigga, humble nigga. He don't have nothing to do. I, 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 didn't, I didn't see that. So I was like, nah, leave him alone. Like, niggas really was like on a hunt because niggas is also hungry. We all coming from a place of yeah. desperation. And niggas, and you was the you, hope. Yeah, was I was the, the hope, hope for a yeah. lot of niggas. I was, I was a way, the, the way to, out, the way out of the street to some, to, to some niggas at some oh. aspect. It was like, all right, if Bath can get this, but who knows where we can go? Well, we don't have to really be doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? And when that shit got snatched from under a nigga, it was like, yo, fuck it, we gotta get back to what we know best. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? When you got, when you got your niggas in one ear, you know, giving you that energy. Then you got the world, everything's coming at me all at one time. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm in this like whirlwind, just bugging the fuck out. Low key to myself, bugging the fuck out. And niggas don't know nothing. Niggas don't know what I'm going through because I'm still smiling. I'm still giving that. Niggas is saying, when you dropping the next project, soon. I'm still, I'm still giving you hope that I'm bringing out new music. Mm. I'm lying to you, lying to myself. I ain't even record shit at that mm. time. You know what I'm saying? I start working with my, my producer Rice and Straight Bangers. Mm -hmm. I start working with different niggas. I'm working with them. I'm with Rice and them all the time in the studio. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows none of this shit. Like I'm keeping this shit tight, right? And I don't want I don't want nobody feeling sorry for a nigga. Cause I was I didn't know how to play it or handle it. I'm just trying to just deal with it. And I was that shit was bubbling over to the point where it was like, all right, I got the pistol. I'm ready to call it mm -hmm. good night. And then my 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 best friend, my brother, he was like, yo. I mean, like, yo, like, what are you, what are you gonna solve by that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you do this shit, you just gonna hurt everybody else, and everybody else is gonna now feel this shit, and niggas just gonna be like, damn, Bath was not happy, but mm -hmm. now he gone, and it's not like niggas is gonna feel good about you being gone. Right. Niggas gonna still be hurt that you gone and you took your own. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. That's a fact. And what, what was your motivation? To get back. I mean, them, them, them niggas, they, they returned the hope. By giving it back to me like that, like you know what I'm saying, like niggas was like, my man Rich, my man Rich is my childhood friend. He's one of my childhood friends. Always would be like, yo, you can do this, you can do that. Even today, he was like, yo, make sure you ask, ask Smoke this for a verse. Mm -hmm. Like constantly, right. niggas is sending me shit. Right. And tell Rich, what well, you ain't even have to ask. What Smoke does it do? What, what Smoke does it smoke say? Smoke just say, yo, you need a verse, boom, 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 just off rip, off the dribble, I'm not at even your disposal, nigga. Thank you, brother. That's Word. a fact, and that's, that's love, real. Right that's there. love, be for Word. real. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what gave me that drive and motivation to come back is because now I had to I had to remove myself 
from that down space, that dark place. I had to get myself right mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually. Mm -hmm. I had to do all of that to really get myself in the right spot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So to be here today. Yo, you know my what I'm nigga, you don't understand, like, you even an inspiration for me, mm. right? Because, you know, talking to you just on some artists, on some brotherly, homie shit is just, it's a mirror, right? Because mm. we all deal with different things on different levels, but they all add up to the same shit, right? Mm. And, mm -hmm. and when you get into that state of depression, right, from other things around, and like I, I said, like, we two different people. Mm. Not just me and you being two different people. Like we're right. four niggas, right? With the both of us, right? right? And this right. is not for me being a fat nigga. This is me nah, being real talk. It's just Sean, and then I'm Smoke Dizzle, right? right? So mm -hmm. it's like the battles within that with itself, yeah. right? The psychological war that it will play on you. Mm. Even me, right this second talking to you, I'm going through a lot of the things that mm. you went through, mm. right? And, and and not even more so on the business level, mm -hmm. but on on the personal level, mm -hmm. with taking losses mm -hmm. and, and dealing with that identity switch, right? Because at some point, it just it's just one person, right? Right, right. and then that person eclipses the other person. Right. So, so it's like right. sometimes I want to tuck smoke Dizza away <laughs> and not even deal yeah. with the yeah. world, right? But the yeah. pressure and everything that's already there for me. It's like, nah, you can't do it. You mm -hmm. can't do it. You can't. But it's like, if Sean ain't whole, how does Smoke Dizza continue to, do to go? To do, right. right? So it comes to a point where people forget that we bleed. Hell yeah. It gets to a point that we forget that we bleed. Yeah. So where you got to cut yourself yeah. to see if you still bleed. Yeah. Right? And, and, and reality in certain situations hit us in that way. Mm -hmm. That it just reminds us yeah. that we're human. Yeah, yeah, we're human. Right? So, at the end of the day, all this shit is trial and error because mm -hmm. we still we still growing. Yeah, We still exactly. doing what we got to right, do. Right, 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 right. So, you know, I want to say I commend you. I commend your strength. Mm. I commend your growth. Mm. I commend your honesty. Mm. Right? Mm. And I, commi you, I commend your mind as a brother. Mm. Right? Because... It takes a lot to even have these conversations. Right, 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 you know right, I mean? right. Like it's 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 more so than just getting the cameras and the lights, and it's it's a lot to share those things because right. people don't understand nah, us. Nah, they don't understand us. Right. Yeah. And it's and it's not a personal jab to people. It's saying like when you're an artist and you have these invisible pressures mm -hmm. that only you could identify. Right. Right. It's hard for the the world to really. Accept that. Yeah, I mean, right. first of all, we're wired a little differently because we we take words and make them rhyme on on beats and notes and ideas, and we paint pictures. We do a lot, of, so our minds are already working all the time. Our wheels are turning all the time on shit. You know what I'm saying? So the the nigga who's getting up to do the nine to five, and that, that's your man that supports you is like, yo, what you yo, you need to, need to get in the studio and blah blah blah. Just go. You like yo. I'm 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 not even in that moment right now. This moment right now, I'm thinking about, all right, my mortgage is due. Hmm. Uh, uh, my kid needs this. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking that, and that I gotta go. I gotta. I, I'm gonna come back to that in one second. Just give me a second to 
digest and pr process this shit for a second and really figure out what's to do next. You know what I'm saying? And this is what was happening. And, and then it was because my niggas only wanted to see what was best for me. You know what I'm saying? I used to, uh, my, my brother Rich, I used to go, we go through it all the time where he'd be like, yo, do this and do that. And you should do this. I'm telling you, you can do this and do that. And I'm just like, only if you had the pen and pad and you, you was able to do this, you will be successful, my nigga, because you got all the, you got, you already know what I should do, what you should do. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. it's stuff that's blocking that you don't really get. And then it's like these self-made obstacles that you create for yourself. And then the obstacles of just life and just trying to move around, your, you know, your, your kids, your, your, your lady and your, your, your life, your, your job, all this shit start playing. And you, you know what I mean? And then on top of that, you still want to be that nigga. You mm. still feel like you're that nigga, so you still want to be that nigga to everybody. You still want that love. And then it's certain things will make you feel like you're not. You know what I mean? Like, I remember the the craziest shit is when I heard the um, Don't Smoke Rock project. And I think I hit you on, on the gram like, yo, this shit is a breath of fresh air. Like, some, like, that shit inspired me. You know what I'm saying? That shit made me go, I got to get back to the, I got to, you know, because I, I, I remember seeing you in, the, in these beginning stages. And to see you here, to see your growth is, it's like... Wow, my nigga, like you know what I'm saying? It, it feels good to see that, and be, and I'm I'm rooting for you guys from afar. At the same time, like you know what I'm seeing, I'm seeing them low do his thing, like like y'all niggas is doing shit that we dreamed about. You understand what I'm saying? We dream. We, this is our dream. This is not like you got a career. You went to school for this shit. And this is your career, like job. Mm -hmm. This is your dream. You know what I mean? Nah, a lot of niggas don't get to live out their dream. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Niggas want to go to the NBA who are street niggas now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Let's be real. Like, or, or, or working for sanitation. It's a lot of niggas who, you know, don't get to live out their dream. So when, you, when you're dealing with that constant war, and sometimes it just be all you. Sometimes it be you in your own I way. Know I know I'm in my own way. I'm a Gemini. So I, I'm constantly... Questioning myself, and like, I'm Aquarius, damn. so we equipment out. Yeah, I'm saying that's how it works. Real talk, be yeah. words. I'm just like, what the fuck I'm supposed to do now? But now, like me and Rice, I, me and Rice always building on the phone when we work on a project, and it's just like, just do what you love to do, and we'll figure it out as we go. You know what I'm saying? That's that's been our mindset. Like, just that's my question. I got where and. What do you have a spot in hip hop? Where do you see yourself in hip hop right now? And what do you want out of hip hop? Um, damn, that's a good, that's a loaded question, man. Sorry. Nah, that's cool. That's cool. The way I see myself in hip hop, I see myself as one of the, you know, one of the legit, one of those legit niggas, one of those niggas that, that is that's been a dope writer, dope lyricist, and the crazy shit is, I've gotten that from my fans. Right. I've gotten that from my peers, you know what I'm saying, and it always feels, and it's always humbling because I'm like, "Where you really felt that way, my Anybody nigga?" Everybody know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it, 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 it touched me, you know what I'm saying? Even when you, when you're thinking, "Damn, this nigga's successful, he's popping," you're not thinking he even see what you're saying. And then when a nigga like that turn back around, be like, "Nah, my nigga, you a legend." Like that shit is humbling, and it, and it feels good. Like, do you really think so, my nigga? Like I've heard that from people, but. That's a fact. That's the ill. It's ill when you hear it from your peers and you hear it from the niggas that 
you respect their craft and their mm -hmm. pen and their mm -hmm. artsmanship and they and they telling you, nah, my nigga, you inspired me. And you, it, it's not just talk. You can feel it. You know it's genuine. So it's like, I mean, I just want to be one of those niggas that inspired one of inspired niggas, and I want niggas to just know that when I finally say, all right, I'm done. I want. I, I don't care for all the other shit. I just want niggas to say, nah, I fuck with Bath. Bath was nice. Niggas, yo, niggas, fuck. That's all. I, that's mm -hmm. all I have asked for. Mm -hmm. Just respect me and say, you know, give me the love to saying like, yo, I fucked with you, my nigga. Your music is fire, my nigga. Your bar, like that shit makes the world for us. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm with you. On like, that. like I was not even to cut you off. I'm pro Harlem. Right, right. Pro, as, super as, pro. Especially yes, pro Harlem to the niggas that was before me. Mm. And it's my duty mm. in the space I'm in to share my platform. Yo, appreciate and this. And to, to lend my helping hand in whatever way I can mm. to everybody mm -hmm. with that lineage that came before me from the town. Right. Because at the end of the day, y'all all inspired me. Mm. I was inspired watching you, bro. Mm -hmm. like, nigga had a video on BT, bro. Even, <laughs> right. even before the video, just knowing that you was in the circle of my Moving favorite up. rapper, that is, that right? Being an elite lyricist, pen hearing you on the clues, mm. on the fucking Cutmaster C's Cut or whatever, C's, you know what I mean? Cool kids, cool everybody. kids, yeah. Ron G's, Ron whatever, G's. right? Uh -huh. And then, and then, you know what I mean? Being in a circle with my homie where I'm actually kinda in cahoots to get to hear certain uh -huh. records that niggas is not gonna hear unreleased joints. Yo, right. but I just did with Bad Play. It's like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Right. And for right now, fast forward. Mm -hmm having this conversation with you was a lot for me. You mm, know what I mean? Because uh, it's some cool Harlem shit. That's all I want to do. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> you know what I mean? Let the horns you know off saying, real for, talk. Some, for some Word. cool Harlem shit cool going Harlem on right shit, now. man. Like, for real, man. man. So. Word. Cool. So, you know, we talked about the past. Uh -huh. We talked about all this shit. I want to talk about the present now because uh -huh. that's where we in. Right. Right. So, what's going on right now, 2022, for Bathgate? Right now, I'm working on this. I just finished up on my, pro my project. It's called Nobody's Innocent, produced totally by the Straight Bangers. It's uh, 12 joints on there. I think 13. Yeah, 12, 12 13 joints, uh, 12 songs, I think one intro. Um, it's fire, and I'm not just saying that. Like, I really felt good about it. Um, my last project, um, the uh, grand opening, you know, I felt like it did good. I felt like, it, you know, it was getting out to people. People was really, you know, responded well to it, and I had to come back. And outdo that, and I'm just trying to like. Right now, my main focus is just building brick by brick and getting back in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I, I watch. I'm watching everybody evolve into businessmen. Like we were dreaming as young boys just to be rappers, but I'm watching you, my nigga, as a businessman. Like making these different. Like we was talking, like having these different streams of businesses going simultaneously is inspiring because we're creators. Our minds is working like that. We always creating ideas, and it is an idea is terrible if it don't come to to life. Like it's terrible to, for us, especially for artists, because we're like, damn, my nigga, I thought of that. We should have just did that. So hmm. I'm just focused on just like the the new the second act for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like the re reinvention of me, and just really just going forward and just doing the music I love, man. Like I feel like the music that I love is really much back, pretty much. It's it's back to where. The music that I really fucked with, you know what I'm saying? The shit that I listened to before I write, the things that inspired me to write and get get on my shit is it's it's out here heavy, you know what I'm saying? I know niggas might call it 
underground, but it's, I mean, it was always underground for us, but mm -hmm. it's just dope. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Music, you know what I'm saying? And it's a breath of fresh air, and it's 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 motivating to me, and it's inspiring to me, and I just want to be right back, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and take take my spot on, on on my corner, you know what I'm saying? You're fucking right. You know what I mean? That's so bad. Yeah, man. Talk your shit, Talk kid. my shit. It's a lane for everything, yeah. nigga. It's a market for everything. Mm -hmm. And it's a platform for everything. You know what I mean? That's and a fact. As long as we got the World Wide Web and yeah. we got outside, yeah. right? It's always opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I'm always rooting for you, nigga. Thank you, my you nigga. You already know. And we got a lot of shit that we need to do. Yeah. <laughs> but you already know I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Thank you, my nigga. Well, Thank what, you. What you, what you got, show? You got anything? Yeah, I do, but you know what I'm saying he gave he gave us everything though. Oh, I thought you was you know I, nah. I was giving you, I was setting you up for your segue for one of your little stupid segments or some shit. I thought <laughs> I thought you had something, but I I don't mind if you don't. It's okay. No, uh, good. All right. Cool, I mean, cool. like I said, man, nobody's innocent. It's coming soon. We still we still chefing up uh, the video. My man Fast shot it. My man Fast was also doing music. He still is doing music, but now he geared off to getting behind the camera, you know what I'm saying? And what better to have my brother, you know what I'm saying, help me bring my visuals to life. Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to my man Younger Music, my man Rich, mm -hmm. you know, my man Star, my man Ron, Ron Dills, Rel, all my niggas, like all my niggas that was instrumental in, in my life and helping me get back to where I needed to be, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, my son for inspiring me for not to quit. You know, Respect. man, like, you know, that's big for me. Like, mm -hmm. my son plays basketball, and for a minute, I was not doing nothing music-related and was just putting that shit to the side to be out there with him on some he-got game Nothing wrong shit. with that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Nothing wrong with that. Nah, you, you know, for and real. that was your whole Instagram at one point. That's my point, whole Instagram man. at one point. Facts. Like, nah, just my little man. And my mm -hmm. little man was like, Daddy, don't don't stop dreaming. Don't stop living your dream. You watching him dream. Yeah, I'm watching him dream. And I told him that. I said, nah, bro, it's, it's about your dream, too. I got to make sure... I put my hands on and, and make sure you have all the tools you need to be successful. You have to prepare to be successful. So I'm trying to get you prepared for this world. You know what I'm saying? So if this is what your dream is, I'm gonna give you all the tools you need. You know that you need to to to, to succeed at this shit. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, yeah, but you know, don't stop, don't stop um, doing what you do. You know what I mean? So I was just like, all right, being that you telling me that. Maybe I should get back in the lab. You know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, I never stopped writing, but that shit was a that shit woke me up. You know what I mean? Because I was just like, you know, it's about my children. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's about it's about the missus. It's about all of that. It's about my family. It's about building my my household up and letting them know they don't have to worry about nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I just my my mind state is just still and it's still there. But it feels good to be back. It feels good. And I hate to say that. Nah, but it, you you but are. But it feels good to really be back in that in the thick of things and, and getting shit moving again. You know what I'm saying? Because I love this shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I love this shit. I feel like 
I'm always dissecting and studying this shit. I'm always like, you know, I, I'm I'm still that nigga that like to listen to a nigga album. Yeah. Who you listening to? I'm listening to. I got. I'm, not to sound cliche, I'm I'm definitely listening to Smoke. Um, I got Nim shit. I got um Benny shit. All the Griselda shit. Cause this mm-hmm. is like my this is my wheelhouse. I love music like this. Mm-hmm. Um. J. Cole's, the Cordays. I'm I'm fucking with just about mm-hmm. a lot of niggas. I'm I'm getting to study all these different artists and really, you know, getting to learn them and um just enjoy their music and their craft. And I I like the creativity. I like the wordplay. I like um I like it all. And I'm I'm one of those fans that like to dissect what you what you said, the double entendres, the the clever shit. The you know, it's not just punchlines, but the how you set that up. Like it wasn't corny, like you you set it up two bars prior, but came back to it three bars later. That shit is what gets me hyped. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that's how you do it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, that's just my type of shit. So I live for that shit. So I I write and do that shit because I'm studying niggas and I'm really trying to say, all right, you did that. I'm going to do this. Now watch when I do this and let's see if niggas catch this. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting it out there for so niggas can have the same. That's my... My goal is to give niggas that same response to be like, oh, this nigga just said, ah, ah, and like, you know what I mean? Like, that's important to me, you know what I'm saying? And it's important to to the craft to keep doing that, to keep challenging yourself, to be that creative person, the the, the, the concepts, you know, the the, the clever lines, the, like I said, all of that shit is like a part of the whole pot of gumbo, you know what I'm saying? And I want to be that nigga that that's an ill chef, you know, swordsman mm-hmm. on this shit. Like, I really want to be that nigga like you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and and i you know i feel like you know my pen is still crazy you know what i'm saying so it's 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 and never it's leave love. though nah i never leave it's like shit riding, like a, riding bike. a bike mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like riding a bike <laughs> shit like riding a bike it don't leave you know what i'm saying it ain't it's shit bath gate b the motherfucking legend. Bath gate, motherfucking Harlem zone. Bath gate in this motherfucker don't know what this shit mean no yeah. bro this is this is one of them ones though b mm. Nah, nah niggas watched you, bro. Real talk, nah, I bro. I appreciate that, my nigga. Still gonna watch you, bro. Nah, I appreciate that, my nigga. Word, mm-hmm. it means a lot to me for real. It means a lot. You know what I'm saying? It means a lot because it's like, like I said, man. We all gonna have doubters. We gonna have haters, and all that chatted. All that shit don't matter to me no more because, I mean, what? That shit ain't gonna stop me from doing music. Mm. And you know, a lot of these niggas is just hating from behind a keyboard. If so. And then sometimes it don't even be no hate. Sometimes niggas is really just on here just showing you well love. Like, mm-hmm. nah, nigga, you, I'm glad you this, I'm glad you that. And then they going back and fucking with the old shit because now they know that I'm I'm starting to put out music again. So they, they going back to fuck with Grand Opening. And then I can't wait for niggas to get this project with, with, with um Straight Bangers. And I got um, my man Ron Browse on the joint. I'm, I'm talking to Browse about doing a project with him and, and, mm-hmm. and just getting back in the lab and just doing what I love to do with the people I respect and I'm inspired by. It's, mm. it's important to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the haters is a view too. Nah, it's all good. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a listen you know, to, I, my brother. I always, my perspective with that whole thing is, you know, love and hate is the same. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's all emotion that you got to go out of your way to give. It's either right. you got to go out of your way to love you got to go out of your way to hate, mm-hmm. right? But then when it goes to being indifferent, mm-hmm. that's another feeling, <laughs> that's another right? Feeling, so, right? So the indifferent people is probably the people I'm going to pay attention to because they might not be hating. They just might not understand. Mm. And it's my duty to at least understand why they don't understand me. Right. So it might be something that I might need to tweak. That's how I be going into shit because 
Most niggas I argue with mm-hmm. is niggas that say things that might strike a chord. Mm-hmm. It might be some truth behind that, right? right? right. For me. So mm-hmm. niggas say XYZ, you know, so, it's a lot of things that's truth, but you're not going to respond to everything. But it's right. certain things as an artist that might, you know, hit a chord. Mm-hmm. So for me, sometimes it's not even really me barking back, mm-hmm. right? Because when they talk to us on the internet, when you think about the psychology of that, they're mm-hmm. talking to a picture. Mm. Right, 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 right. So right. it may not even be me that may be responding to you. Mm. It could be whoever I got running my page with my mm-hmm. pictures mm-hmm. to respond to you, right? Respond but to you. I'm going to take it out of my way as an artist to let you know this is me talking to right, you right. type shit. And it's not even to be combative. Right. I really want to understand what you meant by that. Right, right, right. Because like Kanye say... We artists and we sensitive about our shit. Yeah, we sensitive about it, our it shit. It doesn't matter where you from in the world, what inner city you from. When you do something to the yeah. level that we do it at, nigga, we sensitive yeah. about our craft. Hell Especially yeah. when you putting your role into it. So, yeah. nigga, Kanye crazy. What, what you, what nah, you think about Kanye? Genius, That's man. my brother. But what you think about Kanye? Nah, I ain't talking about Kanye. Nah, nah, yeah. he said yeah. that our Black people. History more. Nah, this, this is Black History right, month right, right here. Right, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I ain't he talking said about Black Future more. I don't, don't want to get into it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, my I nigga. I respect it though, but God. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Nah, thank Bad you, man. Thank you, brother. This is thank long you, overdue. Yo, you already. Harlem. 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 Harlem in the front thank forever. You, for real. Um, Before you get out of here, you definitely got to send me that joint so I could do what I right, do. Bad, what bad, I bad. do. But um, what's that stupid shit you say? Yo, curls for the girls, waist for the babes, nass for the hood rats. Show Broadway ho. <laughs> we got Bath Gates in this motherfucker. Smoke Dizza, personal party podcast. Personal party. Yeah, yeah. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.